When I was 31 years old, I was kidnapped in the Ukraine because I was drunk and being an idiot. I escaped with a couple of black eyes, a bloody mouth. They took my phone, they took all my money, but it ended up being the greatest teaching moment of my life. I believe that we all have moments like this that in the moment feel devastating. It feels like our entire life is coming crashing down. But afterwards, when we're forced to pick ourselves up from the rubble, we have a chance to reinvent ourselves and create a much better life than we had before. That is why I created the show, The Greatest Stories Never Told. You're gonna hear some of the most influential and successful people of our time share some of their most vulnerable and painful moments and the lessons they learned from them that allowed them to take their lives and careers to the next level so you can get those lessons without having to go through the heartbreak and the pain and apply them to your own life. I'm Craig Clemens, and this is The Greatest Stories Never Told. I'm in a town called Odessa in the Ukraine. It's 4.30 in the morning. I'm in the back seat of a car. I reach up to touch my face. I look down and there's blood beginning to drip down my hand. My right eye is swollen completely shut. My left eye is bloody and throbbing. Sitting on the right side of me in the back seat of the car is the guy who threw the first punch. Sitting on my left side is the guy who continued punching me while the person in the shotgun seat and the driver's seat were pinning me down to the asphalt and kicking me. I'm in the back seat of this car. There's nowhere I can go. And the car starts driving. And for the first time in my life, I had this just feeling of utter despair. And I remember putting my head down, just thinking, I'm completely fucked. I was living high on the hog. I was in a nightclub in this new city where I had been on a great vacation with friends. I, in life, was doing great. I had a business that was making me a six-figure income. I had a hot girlfriend. She was an extra on that TV show Entourage, so I thought I was cool because I was dating the, the hot actress girl. And I had a nice watch that I had finally bought for the first time in my life. I was wearing nice clothes. I thought I was the shit. It was my last night there. And it was my last night in Europe as well. And no one wanted to go out on this night. None of the other guys, because they'd been there a lot longer than I have. So one person with his girlfriend agreed to go to the club with me. I go out with this guy and his girlfriend and they go home at midnight because, you know, they're doing their couples thing. But that's just when the parties get started. I was on my fourth or fifth Red Bull vodka by this point. The bartender knew my name and I kept going up to him and kept drinking more and more and just, you know, walking around the club, meeting people, having a good time. And it gets to be pretty late. And this well-dressed Ukrainian kid comes up to me. He's probably 19 years old. And he says, hey, man, I see you walking around this club. You talking to all the ladies. You're a legend, man. I was like, oh, uh, thanks. Uh, I guess I am. You know, that's, that's how my ego was at the time. And I say, you want to do a shot? He says, yeah. So I get two shots of Patron. We slam back the shots. I say, let's go talk to some girls together. We start walking around the club. We're having a good time. We're meeting girls. We're meeting guys. We're on the dance floor. We're having a blast. And then 
the lights in the club go on and it's shutting down. The guy says, hey, come with me. Let's go to after party with the locals. You know, I'll take you where the real locals go. I said, let's do it. It's my last night in Europe. Let's have some fun. We walk outside the club and the club is on this long strip with bars and restaurants and shops, kind of like a promenade type area. We walk at the end of the promenade. There's a big, long parking lot. He takes me through that parking lot. We walk out to the very end and there's a group of guys standing there smoking cigarettes. And he goes, hey, these are my friends. I say, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Craig. And they grab me. And I didn't realize what was going on at first. I'm just, just a little bit startled. And then the other guy's behind me, and I'm like, hey, I'm Craig. What's going on? And then they say, come with, come with me. And I try to give chase, and I actually fell as soon as I, I, I started to give chase, I fell down to one knee. I get back up. And that's when I started trying to throw a punch, but I'm outnumbered. They got me on the ground real quick. They're punching me. They're kicking me. They pick me up, put me in the backseat of this car, and that's where things got real scary. In this car, cannot remember much uh, of what was going on. That's, that's something that's a little embarrassing for me. I was so drunk, I barely remember what was going on, but the car starts moving, and I thought I need to distinguish myself and let them know that I'm not just some tourist asshole. And there was a guy that we had rented our house from there in Ukraine who also lived in New York, but was, a, was born in Odessa. And I got the idea to call him. So I pulled my phone out of my pocket and I said, hey guys, I'm not just some tourist. I'm here with locals here. And I hit the phone and I, I handed the phone um, to the guy in the shotgun seat who was the only guy who spoke any sort of English. And he, I hear him on the phone, he's speaking Russian to Eugene, the guy that I knew. And then he hangs up. The next thing I remember, I woke up in a field. My phone was gone, my wallet was empty. I had my credit cards, but no cash. I'd been carrying around 400 euros or something like that. I still had my watch on my wrist. And I woke up in the field and the sun's starting to come out. And what I think I did, I don't remember this fully, and this is, this is embarrassing how drunk I was. I think I said to the guy, hey, keep my phone and here's all my money. Just please let me go. I'm in this neighborhood and it's, it's in some hills and I walked to the edge of the clearing and I could see down below the strip of nightclubs where I had been just uh, not long before. And I stumbled down there, down the streets. I was still pretty drunk and started going up and down the street. And I, I knew the address where I lived. And I asked anyone if they could uh, show me how to get home. And most people didn't speak English. I finally found a guy who was about my age that agreed to walk me home on the promise of money when we got to the house. And we walked home. It took an hour and a half to walk home. I'm still wearing my same clothes from the night before. I'm walking now in this hot, hot sun. And we finally get there, and I, I give him some money from a, a roommate there. And I tried to sleep, woke up, look in the mirror. I got two black eyes. My face just looks like a mess. And then my girlfriend broke up with me. That night when I had gone out in New York, I decided I should call her and leave her a freestyle rap on her voicemail. And she heard my drunk ass on that machine, and she realized, finally, okay, that thing in Odessa wasn't a fluke. This guy is a serious 
drunken maniac and not a good fit. And I was devastated. I mean, I thought I was gonna marry this girl and that was the thing that was the wake up call for me. It wasn't the kidnapping, it was the, actually the love leaving. And I talked to a good friend of mine named Alex, who's like an older brother to me, and he said something to me. He said, well, Craig, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is a sign that you should finally get your drinking problem handled. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No one had ever said those two words to me before. No one had ever said the words drinking problem to me. As I was saying, you know, I lived in Hollywood, then I lived in New York City, and I'd be out of the club and I'd be like, one guy on cocaine, one guy on MDMA, one guy on Special K. I was like, I'm just on a lot of alcohol. I'm the good one. I'm sober, but no. And Alex pointed out that this had been going on for a long time and he was right. And so I decided to do something about it. I decided to do 60 days sober because Alex said, if I couldn't do 60 days, that proved that I had a problem that was gonna require me to go to meetings and never touch alcohol again. And I didn't wanna do that. So I committed to 60 days. And during those 60 days, with a clear mind, finally, I had this huge realization. And that was that the alcohol thing wasn't the only place in my life where I was comparing myself to everyone else. In business, I thought because I was making a six-figure income that I was the shit. I'd go on my Facebook and I'd type in the name of the guy who used to pick on me in high school and he worked at a sporting goods store or something like that and I'd say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing way better than, than this guy. I'm even doing better than the captain of the football team. And then I'd go to business conference and I'd meet people who had $100 million businesses or billionaires and I'd say, oh, they got lucky. I could never do that, you know, but they were lucky or they went to Harvard or had the connections. That's not gonna be something I can do. So I was comparing myself to people in both ways. I was comparing myself to the people that I was ahead of in income and I was comparing myself to people I was smaller than and just, you know, putting myself in this pickle and not leaving myself any room for growth. And I was doing the same thing in so many areas of my life. And the same was true with health. I had figured out this workout where I could go to the gym three times a week and I would be in good looking shape. I would look slim, but if I tried to run a race, I'd be winded within five minutes. And so with a new clear mind and now no hangover in the morning, I started running and I got myself up to the point where I even ran the New York City half marathon. As soon as I started doing that, my whole life turned around. Not only did I get into the best shape of my life, my business started growing. I went from five employees to about 800 within five years. And as a result of doing all this work on myself, I became a better person in relationships. And I eventually met a woman named Sarah who I asked to marry me and she became my wife. It was all a result of looking at myself and saying, where can I be better in every area? whether it's fitness, whether it's business, whether it's personally, whether it is being a good friend, whether it's being a good son to my parents, a good brother to my siblings. Only looking to one person, ask myself, how can I be a little bit better every single day? So if there's one takeaway I can give to you from my very dangerous mistake that who knows what would have happened to me if those guys hadn't decided to let me go. That is, look at yourself and look at every area of your life. Write this down, pull out a journal and say, how can I be better than I was yesterday in health? How can I be better than I was yesterday 
and growing my mind. How can I be better than I was yesterday in showing up in relationships? How can I be better than I was yesterday in my business, in my knowledge, in my self-care? Maybe you want to start eating better, meditating, or whatever it is. Just go for a little bit of improvement every single day. And when you meet people who are way ahead of you, don't get discouraged, get inspired. And when you meet people who aren't as far along as you, teach them, help pull them along the way. But do not compare. Do not think about where you were compared to them or where you are compared to the people who are ahead of you. Only think about where you are compared to where you were yesterday, last year, last decade. Only compare you to you. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this personal look into that experience for me that ended up, even though it was so crappy, being one of the best experiences of my life. I wanna hear from you. Let me know in the comments below some of the experiences that you've had that have shaped you, and be sure to subscribe because the stories I have coming up from my guests are even crazier than that. In fact, they're gonna put one right in this corner. Go here right now to watch it. You only have five seconds though. Five, four, three, two, one.